welcome once again to the Coaches and Leaders Assemble podcast with your host, me, Laura Royal from DNA Coach. And we are on episode 17. And in today's episode, I'm going to share with you how you can create a future focused feedback culture in your organization. So, are you ready to? change the way that you share feedback or engage in feedback in your organisation? If so, stay tuned. Let's dive straight in. Feedback shows up in every single aspect of our lives. You'll have feedback from conversations that you have with family, friends, And of course, those conversational feedback moments in organisations where you are maybe hearing feedback about performance, or perhaps you are sharing feedback about performance. And today, in this episode, I want to really challenge our perception of feedback in organisations, because in my map of the world, in my experience, often we hear feedback when shit hits the fan. Let's be honest and brutal about it, okay? We hear feedback when things haven't gone so well. Whereas I think if we were able to engage in everyday feedback conversations with a coaching approach, this will make everyone's lives easier. Where feedback no longer has to be the thing that's feared, that people are thinking, oh gosh, I'm going to be taken into a room or taken into a meeting and feedback's going to be shared. And we then you know, have this perception or this mindset or we become in a space or a state where we think, okay, this is going to be negative about me my personality, even my performance. And I want to think about how we can change that, how we can really mix that up in organisations so that feedback does become the normal everyday conversation. Now, you may have heard of the phrase before, feedback is a gift. And I absolutely buy into that. I really do. Truly, feedback is a gift or it can be a gift if it's delivered well with the right intention. And even my use of the word delivered there on hearing that out loud It doesn't have to be about how feedback is delivered. It's how feedback is embraced, how it's engaged in, how it is shared. If we think about those more pertinent descriptions, because yes, feedback can be a gift as long as when we open it, there's not a really shit present inside. Okay. And again, we've probably heard of the feedback sandwich model, which has more colloquial terms to it. And I think I've probably said the S word too many times already for the opening of today's podcast. But if we think about feedback, it doesn't have to be cloaked up in something that it's not. Let's get into the habit, into the mindset of having everyday coaching conversations. And when we blend those conversations by being able to share feedback, and that means sharing it two ways or in a 360 fashion, where we as leaders in our organisation might not just be the person who is giving feedback. Ultimately, we want to be in a space where we are open and encouraging and asking of feedback to be shared with us as well. Feedback is multidirectional. It's not one dimensional and it's certainly not a one way conversation. So think about the coaching and feedback opportunities that you have in your organisation in your teams today. Think about all those opportunities that you have to be involved in feedback conversations. Maybe even take some time just now, moment or two, to reflect on previous feedback conversations you've had. Maybe feedback conversations that you have opened up or maybe feedback conversations that you have been on the receiving end of, as in someone has shared feedback with you. And in those conversations, 
think back to how you felt in those moments. Were those conversations helpful? Were they balanced? Were you able to make change and move forward from those conversations? Was the feedback that was shared helpful in a way that was focused on your future, focused on growth, and not just focused or laboured on things that maybe haven't went as well? And when we talk about balance, have you engaged in feedback-based conversations that are balanced and it's not just about all the negative feedback? It's the good, it's the bad, it's the indifferent, it's everywhere in between. Feedback is absolutely everywhere. You will notice this in everyday conversation. There is feedback in absolutely everything. However, the beauty of being able to hold helpful feedback conversations is in the behaviour that we model as leaders. Think about the culture that you want to exist in your team. Do you want it to be psychologically safe? Because if so, we need to establish better ways at sharing feedback. Be really, really focused on my words and my language today. It's about sharing feedback and that's two-way. It's not about giving feedback. Yes, we might give feedback, but we want to, let's turn that around, reframe that into how we share feedback. And that's what we're going to get into today. So take that moment just now, think about some of the feedback conversations you've either held or been part of in your past. There might even have been some really recently. Think about the context of those conversations. If you were the person, inverted commas, giving feedback, was the feedback deemed to be negative or developmental, perhaps? Let's put it in a more helpful frame, because I'm sure it wouldn't be negative, you know, from a um, real harsh perspective. But let's think about the conversations that we've had. Feedback, even in how we recognise people, how we include people in our organisation, how we support them. So it's not always about the connotations of negative feedback conversations. Think about those for a moment and really think about the opportunities that you have from today, from listening to this episode and going forward of how you can truly revolutionise how you share feedback, even the feedback that we give ourselves. And we'll tap into that in a little more in future episodes in terms of managing our self-talk because sometimes we're, we're our own harshest critic, aren't we? We give ourselves sometimes that uh, unhelpful talking to and maybe sometimes a helpful talking to as well when we want to share some feedback with ourselves. But we'll come to that in a, a future episode. But today, thinking about how we share feedback with our colleagues in our organisations. Take that moment or two just now, pause if you need to, and then we'll move into the next part of the episode. Okay, so you might still be thinking about those conversations that you've had recently or in your past that are feedback-based. So still allow those thoughts to come to mind as we go through this next part of the episode. But I'm going to do this live. There are lots of ways that are recommended of how we share feedback. So if you were to do a Google search, for example, and I'm going to do this live, so I've just typed into Google feedback models. Let's use that as a phrase, as a search phrase. There is lots that come up, okay? Lots of feedback models. Even if you go into the images search on Google, there are loads. And many of these I'm familiar with. Some are, you know, are, are different and new, new to me, but there's, you know, many underpinning factors that are the same. So we have situation behavior impact, so the SBI model, we have the coin model, we have what else have we got here? Uh, we've got the build model, we've got the aid model, 
We've got the peer model. We've got the grow model, which I love. And we'll look at grow in a future episode as well. It's one of my favourite conversational coaching models. And I mean, there's loads, loads. Uh, the constructive feedback model, stop, start, continue, which if I'm being honest, I'm a fan of. I like that. It's nice and simple and straightforward from my perspective. There's many, many of them. Um, we've got Biff, we've got Boff, um, so behaviour, um, outcome, feelings, future. There's lots, Biff and Boff. Um, there's the boost model. Again, I'm just scrolling down. There's the care model. There's the idea model. Well, probably oh, there's the cedar model. My goodness, there's loads. So there is a multitude of different ways that are recommended by professionals all over the world, uh, researchers, um, thought leaders, all on the best ways to give feedback. Now, I would say there's many of these that are really, really super helpful. For example, I've used the SBI model before, Situation Behaviour Impact. Um, I have used the Build model before around behaviour, understand the context, describe the impact, listen, ask what they might do differently. So, you know, the Grow model I use probably all of the time. And again, we'll come to that in a future episode. Um, but certainly there's some models here that I've used in the past. However, I don't technically think of feedback any longer as a model. I think of it as a conversation. In fact, I think of all coaching about conversation. I might use models that would underpin the framework, the conversational structure, if you like, to have these conversations in order for me to recognise what's going to be best to help my coachee or my colleague get toward an outcome. But then if I were to truly reflect on it, it's thinking about, okay, well, how do we hold that person in that moment, give them space to think reflectively? How can we encourage movement or change, whatever might need to be demonstrated? Or in the case of the elements that are working well, how do we ensure that consistency prevails? So we don't want to end up going down a route of utilising models that may not always be helpful. So I like it to be conversational. And this is what I'd like to share with you today, because there have been models before which are, you know, sort of fell out of love in the world, like the feedback sandwich, where it suggests that you have to um, cloud your feedback. I don't have another word in my mind right now. Or sandwich your feedback um, and share some positives, then hit them with the hard stuff as the feedback in the middle, and then, you know, give them some positives. So it's, you know, sandwiched in between. I don't think that's particularly helpful. And again, some of this will be personal preference and I absolutely understand that. But I'd like you to think about, well, how would you like to have feedback shared with you? How would you work with your colleagues to understand how they would like feedback to be shared with them? Now, again, you might have some people who just want to hear, you know, the hard stuff. You know, They're really, really focused on, you know, hearing what's not working well. So again, talk to your colleagues, understand how feedback should be shared with them in both ways. You know, they share feedback with you and you share feedback with them. One of the best models that I've ever came across is a model called the Pendleton Feedback Model. And this is one of my favourites. And again, if you Google Pendleton Feedback, feedback model. There is lots of information and research that comes up. Where did this come from? Well, it came from the work of the author David Pendleton and a book or a publication um, from 1984 uh, called The Consultation. I think this book's been massively out of print for a number of years um, because it was more so a, a journal style textbook as it is an approach to learning and teaching within the general practitioner field of medicine. So it's a way for consultants, for GPs, 
to understand development ways on how to have feedback and coaching-based conversations within those patient interactions. Now, even though this model is a couple of decades old, and in fact, when we say a couple of decades, okay, it's more than a couple of decades, but I still think the 1970s was like 30 years ago, but it's absolutely not. <laughs> but let's think about how we can utilise the Pendleton model. Now, what I really love about the Pendleton model from my perspective is it's nice and straightforward. It's a methodology on how you give feedback and how they title it a constructive way. I like to phrase that as being helpful and balanced. So it's a highly effective model that you can use with your colleagues from a conversational perspective. So there's a number of different ways that you can consider how to open up a conversation around feedback. And I'll be sharing with you a take on the Pendleton model today which is at my own uh, model called Future Focused Feedback. So the Pendleton model works where you engage with your colleague, first of all, and ask them to self-reflect, first of all, before we as leaders, managers, insert job title of choice, coach, go in with our, you know, our size nines or whichever size feet you have and share our feedback observation. Let's pause on that. Let's open up the context of conversation and ask the person to think about how their performance is going. So it might be a more general, general themed conversation. So how have you been getting on so far? How have you been getting on with that project, that piece of work, that interaction, that customer account, that client, whatever the context might be? from that general frame. There might be something that's more specific. You might be asking about a real task that they're involved in or uh, an individual piece of work, for example. Or maybe there's something that you have observed that you want to open up a conversation about. But first and foremost, the Pendleton model is asking you to allow the person space, time, to reflect on how they think their performance has been going. So asking them, what do you think's been going well? and then ask them what they think could be improved or remain from a stop, start, continue basis. What would you continue if it's going well? And the important part here is that we listen to the responses because as I mentioned a moment ago, we can be our own harshest critic and we can also be very reflective individuals as human beings. And the power of self-reflection is massively undertapped in the leadership or corporate space in the world of workplaces, because we don't often pay attention to thinking time, do we? Especially in a, a space where we're reflecting on things that have gone past, but there's powerful learnings in that. And if we can give our colleagues the space and the time to be able to think and view and reflect, sometimes they share some powerful pieces of feedback for themselves that person you have empowered to say, okay, here's what I think went well, and here's what I think could be improved. They might reflect on that in that moment if we invite them with that opportunity. But the opportunity then has to be that you as a leader or manager, listen, or a coach, of course, listen to what has been said. Then you might come into the conversation with, okay, here's what I noticed, here's what I observed. And then moving the conversation forward, what can we do in order to support that individual in that moment to make change or move forward? So there might be questions that you ask them on, okay, if this is what you're reflecting on and what could have been done better, and let's say your observation or your um, uh, what you've noticed is the same, how do you help that person agree on an action plan on improvement? If there isn't anything that could have been done better, actually they've nailed it. They are doing fantastically well. Then this is a great opportunity, not only to share feedback, but to share recognition. 
share congratulations, celebrate in that success and ask that person what support they will need going forward in order to continue on that success or progress trajectory. So again, just thinking about the types of conversations that we're having. So the Pendleton model is definitely one of my favourites. So it is asking first and foremost of your colleague, the person that you're sharing a feedback conversation with, for them to reflect first and foremost, and then working with them to review their reflections, you share your own, and then help them move toward an action point. Think about how that would feel differently for you as a leader, manager, or coach to engage in that style of conversation, rather than in my experience, leading in with a conversation of, okay, listen, here's what you did yesterday or here's where the performance is this month or this week, whatever it might be. And it's maybe shared in a context that you might view in that moment as being helpful because we need to be factual in our our feedback conversations. And of course, we absolutely do. But leading with our observation first might stifle the conversation it might lead the person that you're speaking with or coaching or leading or managing to become silent, to become inverted in terms of their style. They might not then express what they have truly been working on. So rather than making perhaps observational judgments in that moment, taking that time to invite their feedback first and foremost is the underpinning principles of the Pendleton model. And I'm going to share with you a little bit later in this episode, just some nice questions which you can use that are stemmed around the Pendleton model, but in three easy ways for you to remember how to engage in these styles of conversations. Remember, this is all about you as a leader, manager, coach, modelling the right behaviours in the organisation to make sure that people feel included to make sure that people feel psychologically safe, that people know that actually my colleagues and my line manager has my best interests at heart. They are focused on my strengths and my development. They are focused on my progress and growth. So the future-focused feedback model that I'll be sharing with you is absolutely underpinned with a growth mindset. So take a moment right now to again reflect on some of the opportunities that you have in your organisation to share feedback and also think about the best practice ways in which you would like to share feedback. So think about some of the contexts of conversations that you might have, the environments, the space, all of those things. Take a moment to think of that. Maybe again pause and then we'll dip into the next part of the episode. Now, I know we'll all know what I'm going to share, but it's really important that I share it anyway, because it's an opportunity for us to remind ourselves on the importance of feedback. Feedback can be hugely beneficial if it is shared in a helpful manner. It can be beneficial for creating growth in our people, for making sure that people know that they are not a number that they are invested in, that we are supportive of our team members, that we want to see them perform at their best, that we treat people as individuals, as good human beings, and we see their potential. 
the opportunity for sharing feedback in the right way means that we'll have better staff retention. Our reputation out in the world of being an employer that is people-centred will be really strong. It's so important that we consider how we've delivered feedback in the past. And if you have been in an organisation or you are in an organisation that doesn't embrace feedback in a way that is helpful in order to have people move forward and make change, then today is about thinking about that differently. How do we start role modelling the right behaviours so that feedback isn't viewed as that thing that's wheeled in and wheeled out to address underperformance in the same way that sometimes coaching is viewed, that feedback becomes that thing, as I mentioned, uh, that you're dragged into an office for and you're shared um, uh, feedback with you. But actually that feedback is more of a um, criticism at best but actually at its worst, it can feel like a character assassination and that's what we don't want. And that's why today's episode is so important in ensuring that people feel valued, they feel included, they have that space where they are looked off after in a psychologically safe way and with their um, best potential at the forefront of our leaders, our managers and our coaches' minds. So what is the future-focused feedback model? Maybe even it isn't a model, maybe it's a mindset. In fact, it probably is more of a mindset. It's more of an opportunity for us to think about how we model conversations that, again, are underpinned by a growth mindset in order to help people make change and or move forward. So always having that viewpoint in mind, that outcome, that's what we want for our people. We want people to be at their best there's often a phrase, isn't there, where um, we are always looking for perfection, perhaps. And I think, actually, if we strive for progress rather than that elusive perfection, it can help us along the way of growth. It can help us on the journeys that we are on in our work, in our personal and in our professional lives as well. So the future focused feedback model is underpinned by a growth mindset where you as a leader or coach in your organisation or in that interaction or conversation has the best in mind for your colleague in that moment. So you want them to think about what does the future look like in terms of what it is that they're doing right now. Now there of course might be feedback that you'll share with your colleague in that moment. I'm just readjusting my seating position whilst I'm here trying to get comfy today and it's not working. So here we are. So if there was squeaking there, it was definitely the chair. So let's think about that future focus feedback. Just even think about the words, just pay attention to them for just a moment. Future focused feedback. So you are absolutely learning all of the time and every single thing that you do from feedback that goes on around us in every single moment. You might learn through doing something not to do it again. So for example, putting your hand on the kettle, for example, or putting your arm over where the steam's coming out or placing your hand on a hot stove, you're going to quickly realise in that moment when we do that, there's going to be a pain factor. So there's feedback in that moment where we realise, actually, let's not do that again. So everyday moments have feedback within them. You'll learn through the process of doing. That's how we are built. We learn through the process of moving forward. Think about all of the learnings that you've had up until this moment. There will be times in your life where you've been in a position of not knowing something or not being successful yet. But we act and we learn 
as we go along life. And we learn through the process of doing trial and error, tribulations, all of these things we learn from. And we learn from it in order to help us move forward. So think about that future and what our focus will be and learn from that feedback opportunity. What I don't want us to do is be so ingrained in what's going on in the past and get sucked into it that it becomes all-consuming. And in fact, then what we do is give ourselves a bashing and we give ourselves a lot of negative, unhelpful feedback or we get stuck in it and imposter syndrome kicks in and all of these other unhelpful elements, self-sabotage, unhelpful self-talk, oh, I should have done this or I should have done that. You didn't in that moment. Or maybe you didn't have the opportunity to. Or maybe the circumstances didn't allow you to. Or maybe the environment that you were in didn't have the facility to provide that. But these are all things that we could learn from and move forward and change. So think about that future focus feedback for this part of the episode. Now, feedback, I cannot stress enough, it's not solely about the negatives. When we engage in everyday feedback conversations, I guarantee you will help people move forward. The beauty of where feedback and coaching blend together wonderfully so is that feedback tells us what is, whereas coaching gives us insights into what could be. Blending these two together is a really, really powerful opportunity. Now, what I'd like us to consider is what feedback is and what it's not. So I asked you a moment ago to think about the context of where you've maybe shared feedback in the past or you've had feedback shared with you. And it's maybe not been the nice experience. Let's think about those examples. You might even have had feedback that is a really good experience. Then, of course, model that. You might even have had um, situations or scenarios that you've reflected on just a moment ago to think about the times and the places or the constructs or the context, situations and events that you'll have opportunities to share feedback. So in those moments, think about the person that you're engaging in that conversation with because feedback should be helpful and balanced. It should have that future focus. It should be something that's tangible. It should be oriented around action. When we are engaging in that coaching and feedback conversation, you as a leader, manager, coach should be encouraging and supportive, non-judgmental, really considering that person's needs in that moment. What we should be is, as the person supporting or facilitating that opportunity for change to occur, perhaps, is factual, situational, not opinionated or personal. And we should be sharing feedback in a timely manner. Let's stop holding on to feedback until the next one-to-one or the next review or the annual appraisal. My goodness, let's share feedback on an everyday basis. Now, you might not need to be booking in time into your diary to have feedback conversations of 30 plus minutes every single day with each person that you're responsible for from a people management perspective. But we can have everyday casual informal conversations like we already do as good human beings. So really timely in our feedback. Be specific if we're sharing our feedback. Be clear, be context-based. So don't be vague or ambiguous. Don't hold on to those comments until that review. Be conversational. Invite your colleague to share their reflection first. Ensure it is an engaging conversation, not one way, not one-sided. And have in your mind as the coach, the leader or manager, a focus in your mind of progress, of 
solution rather than being focused in or honed in on the problem. And be really, really reflective in yourselves today. Think about how you've opened feedback conversations in the past. I know that I've heard feedback that started with, well, you know, if I were you, this is what you should do. But you're not me. You you can't be me. And whilst we might have headline similar situations, they will never be the same thing. Everyone's circumstances and all of the nuances that makes everybody's situation are so different they can never be one and the same. They might have the headline of being similar, but they're never the same. Don't be then leading conversations that, you know, you could have done so much better or you did well, but what you need to do is this. I don't mean to criticise you, however, why can't you just, all right? Now, I'm sure we've heard feedback conversations that have started with those types of statements. And if that is the case, let's, you know, remove them from from our minds right now. But if we are thinking in that space where that's how we lead feedback conversations, then let's change that up from today. Because what I'd like you to consider is how we open up conversations through a growth mindset. So I'm just going to tap into what I mean by a growth mindset. I'm sure this is something that people may have heard and some people might be really familiar with the concept of growth mindset. But I thought it would just be nice to share that with you today. So growth mindset is a term that's been more popular popularized, I can never say that word, Um, is more commonly known, let's use that phrase because that's easier for me to say, more commonly known through the published work of um, Dr. Carol Dweck back in 2006 and her publication called Mindset. And what she established is the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset, predominantly in educational or in corporate workplace settings. And what she identified in her research is that often we'll have two mindsets at play. A fixed mindset where you have a belief that you either possess a certain set of characteristics like talent or intelligence and that that is fixed. So it's unlikely to change. It couldn't be improved upon or learned or, you know, made progress on. Whereas a growth mindset is that underpinning belief that you're not limited by the inherent traits or abilities that you might possess, but rather as human beings, we all have the capacity to learn and grow. We already know this to an extent because the information and knowledge that we have right now isn't the same as five minutes ago, five years ago when we were born. It's very different. We have that opportunity to learn and grow. People can be coached or trained to improve their skill set and their mindset. Now think about the opportunities that we have in organisations. If we're in a business that has a growth mindset as the you know prevailing environment, that becomes a, an environment that values hard work and determination and perseverance over talent. It helps people learn new skills through coaching and feedback. We are encouraging people to experiment. We want people to try out new things. Take that calculated risk. Take the opportunity to learn from that. There is no failure there is only feedback. Use that as a valuable learning opportunity. It's really empowering when we can take responsibility and actually be in a safe enough space from a psychological safety perspective to own up to a mistake perhaps and using that as a learning opportunity, meeting that with support, encouraging people to speak up, give that feedback, share that feedback that promotes learning and that desire to get better. Now, our brains are plastic, okay? You might have heard this phrase I'm going to share with you about neuroplasticity. Now, this is the science behind a growth mindset. This is the reason because all of our brains are malleable, they're plastic, they're movable. All of the neurons that are firing in our mind 
fire and wire together through different learnings and different interactions. It's the reason that we can develop skills and knowledge through three things, effort, practice, and persistence. And this is the underpinning factors around having a growth mindset. And a growth mindset can be a really powerful mindset to have in our approach to feedback and, of course, coaching. Growth mindset itself plays a huge part in an employee's confidence, your colleagues, your own as well. With that mindset at the forefront, people will embrace that advancement through that dedication to taking that effort, having that ability to share feedback and not take things as negative, use that as an opportunity to build on learning strategies. And with that growth mindset and future-focused feedback through coaching, you'll see Perhaps a mistake that's happened is an opportunity to learn and improve instead of an indication or a perceived indication of a person's lack of ability. Let's switch that up. Now, you will probably be familiar um, with uh, statements that you might have made to yourself in your past. So I am I'm certainly the person who has been bogged down in my past from things that haven't worked well. So maybe I didn't get a promotion or I didn't pass an exam or I didn't meet the target or I didn't get something right. And sometimes we can go down a real unhelpful rabbit hole of that fixed mindset and become stuck and think that we can't do any better, that we'll never get it right, we'll never get that promotion. I'm not smart enough to pass that exam. I'm not good enough to meet that target. I always get things wrong. These are real fixed mindset beliefs and statements. But in actual fact, if we think about how we turn that around by just adding a little word on to the end of those sentences, that can really help switch our mindset. So I didn't get the promotion today or I didn't get the promotion yet. I didn't pass the exam right now or yet. I didn't meet the target yet. I didn't get it right yet. That power of yet gives us flexibility. It gives us that opportunity to think flexibly and move us forward and help us engage in that future-focused feedback mindset. So a couple of questions that we can start by asking ourselves if we are self-reflecting before we share feedback with others, maybe as a learning opportunity for yourselves, because you can do this for yourself as a self-coaching opportunity. It doesn't always have to be a feedback conversation you share with another about another person's performance, but you can give yourself feedback that can be future focused as well. And the power of yet is a really helpful structure to help us do that. So in those moments where we feel like maybe we didn't get things right that first time, ask yourself some really powerful questions. Well, what did I learn in that? What went well and not so well? What could I do differently the next time? What will help me change and what help do I need? Just by answering those self-reflective coaching growth mindset based questions that are helpful for moving us forward from a feedback point of view can be really, really powerful. So think about those questions for yourselves. And again, think about how that leads us into that um, construct, if you like, that there is no failure. There is only feedback. Think about that for a moment and then come back to the episode to listen to some questions and our very own future feedback model. 
okay, I think I've teased you enough. All right, I get that. You'll be think, you're sitting there thinking to yourself, when is she going to tell us this detail about this future-focused feedback model that she's been harping on about since the start of this podcast? Okay, so the future-focused feedback model has three parts to it, three elements. And of course, it is very much based on um, my take on the Pendleton model, which is conversational. And it's how we open conversations, how we engage in the observation and how we then look at the opportunity. So it's the opener, the observation and the opportunity. So opening up these conversations with your colleagues. So rather than, as you heard in the Pendleton model, jumping in with your your observation at the start, just asking someone, how are things going? What's on your mind today? How do you think it's going in terms of that project you're working on? How do you think that went? What are you thinking about it? What did you like about it? What were you pleased with? What did you notice? What worked well? What didn't work so well? So those opening questions can be really powerful to help that person self-reflect in that moment. So rather than being in that space where we are sharing feedback of what we think, Again, opening up that conversation in such a way that it helps that person, you know, recognise and review on what it is that they have done well and not so well. And then helping them lead into that conversation where they can think about how things could be done ever so slightly differently. So again, just think about how that fits for you and how the conversations structure that you have and with your colleagues and your team members right now, maybe link into that. So you really want to help your colleagues get into that space where we're thinking about moving forward. That's the ultimate aim um, or the objective of this model. The benefits is that we are creating those conversations that are people focused. Feedback shouldn't be super personal, but it also doesn't have to be so rigid and robotic. What we want to be is in that space where there's a comfortable conversation And that comfortable conversation is underpinned by that growth mindset. We want to strike that balance where we have a helpful conversation that helps a person develop. So those questions can be really, really powerful. So let me let me share them with you one more time. So those openers. So that might be, you know, how are things going since the last time I saw you? How do you think it's going with that project? How do you think that tasks went? What did you think about it? What did you like? What were you pleased with? What did you notice? What worked well and what didn't work so well? Then the observation. And this is the part which is, again, be really powerful because once you've listened to that person's responses, then you might then agree with what that person's self-assessment has been. You might even have additional contexts or examples to share. And this is where you can then share what you've noticed So using leading statements, and when I say leading, you're not not leading the person, but how you lead the statement that comes out of your mouth with um, factual observations. So here's, yeah, here's what I noticed. Here's what I heard you say in that moment or that conversation. Here's what I felt when you told me that a moment ago. Sharing your observations on what it is that you've noticed and what you've observed through what you've heard that person say, what you see them do. And how you felt in that moment can be truly, truly powerful. And then lastly, the opportunity then becomes, okay, so from your reflection earlier on and our shared observations, what will you do now? What will help you? What will you do differently if that's required? How will you do this differently? What changes will you make? 
perhaps it's something that needs to remain consistent. So how are you going to strengthen this so that it remains consistent? And how will you approach this situation or this scenario the next time? How could this be further improved or developed? How is what you're trying to achieve? How can that be put into progress? What are some of the actions that you'll take? So opening up that conversation in a really helpful manner just allows us to be in that space where we think, okay, here's something that I can affect. Here's something that I have within my resource to make a change on. And when we express conversations in that way, then what we do is we approach feedback as a tool for growth. It's an everyday feedback-based coaching conversation. The way in which you share feedback with your co-workers, your colleagues, your team members has a huge impact on the mindset that they have in the workplace. By you working on developing your feedback skills, well, that can help change the culture of your company. It can help change that person. It can help change what you do. It can help build on that element of growth try that on for yourself see how that works it's all about the everyday coaching and feedback conversation and then I've got one or two more things to share with you before we finish up for today's episode okay the final thing I'd like to share with you today is thinking about how we again extend those opportunities for having self coaching and feedback conversations. So let's say that on a personal level or a professional level, if you ever do feel like there has been a failure or a perception of failure rather than a progress point or a success or an achievement, then here are some self additional self-coaching questions that might help. So thinking about the context of the thing that you think's not went well or the thing that you think you've failed in or you haven't been successful in so far, of course, applying those power of yet questions that I shared earlier on. So let me share those with you one more time, because again, this might be helpful. What did you learn from that experience? What went well and not so well? What could you do differently the next time? What will you change? What help do you need? But again, just a little bit of a further extension, because I think sometimes we go down a rabbit hole and we might even catastrophize situations and scenarios that we find ourselves in and give ourselves a really hard time on the successes that, that we haven't made yet. So I'd like you to ask yourself the question on a scale of one to 10. So one being, you know, not important and 10 being uh, catastrophic. How bad is the situation really in the context of everyday life? And then asking yourself, well, how important will this thing be in three or six months time, in 12 months time, in three years time, insert time frame of choice? How are you reacting or responding in this moment? And that's a powerful question to ask ourselves or even ask others when they might be whipped up into a frenzy of the catastrophe of what their perception is of a failure. I like us to think about how we can respond to situations following a good pause. You might re um, remember me sharing in one of the earlier episodes the pause, ponder, pounce model um, and just a way of thinking and a way of being. Just by taking that moment to pause helps us engage that more rational element of our minds and respond rather than explosively react in a moment and perhaps overreact or start to catastrophize because what happens then is we get into a stress state, we become anxious and then we start to self-doubt, we start to criticize ourselves, perhaps self-sabotage. And then ask yourself, well, what can I do to improve the situation? 
how might even I make the best or the most appropriate response of this scenario at this time? Once again, what learning can I take from this? What will I do differently from now? And what might be some of the positives that you can take? So there might even be something in the most difficult of scenarios that you can say, okay, this has happened, but here's what I've learned. It might not feel truly like an entire positive one that you're going to be skipping down the street with, but there might be still something that will help you resolve, have clarity, have a little bit of peace in your own mind or give that opportunity as a gift to someone else. And that does remind me as a statement I mentioned earlier on, feedback can be a gift if we share it in the context that I've shared with you today. Let's move away from that context or that structure that we give feedback. Let's let's start sharing feedback instead. And as a leader, how powerful would it be if you went to one of your colleagues, your team members, and you asked them to give you feedback about how you're doing, about the things that you're doing well, maybe the things that you want to do differently or change. That's a real powerful relationship to start building. Feedback doesn't have to be a hierarchy. Feedback should be limitless. If I say that, it should be without those boundaries of hierarchy. If we think about it from the perspective of helping a person make change and move forward, then feedback can truly be that gift that we all want it to be. So please take the time to reflect on today's episode. Think about the coaching conversations that you're going to be having uh, later today, later this week, this month, this year. Think about how you can truly engage in those feedback conversations by asking questions and then listening and then taking that time to hold space for your colleague in order to help them make change and move forward. I do hope you've enjoyed today's episode. As always, it's a true pleasure recording these. I absolutely love them. We have some fabulous, exciting things coming up. So, uh, in fact, I'll pause here and I'll put it into the next part of the episode. So don't go away quite yet. I'm going to share with you the Coaches and Leaders Assemble conference details. Now that that has been published, I can share that with you at the end of today's episode. So don't go anywhere quite yet. Pause right there and listen in to the next part. Last part, I promise, because today has been a fairly chunky episode with lots to think about, but it's my pleasure to share with you that there will be a Coaches and Leaders Assemble conference coming to, I hope, a location that's near you, or at least commutable. There will be the Coaches and Leaders Assemble conference in Glasgow on the 1st of June, the Coaches and Leaders Assemble conference in Newcastle on the 22nd of June, and the Coaches and Leaders Assemble Conference in Manchester on the 29th of June. I have lots of speakers joining us at all three events. The tickets are on early bird, £97 plus VAT. And there is a, oh gosh, opportunity for you to get recordings of each of the events. Um, If you come to one of the events, you'll get uh, recordings of each of the sessions that are recorded on that day, lifetime access, all the list is endless of stuff that's happening. I'm so excited to um, be able to share even more with you on that over the coming weeks. So head on over to the website dnacoach.co.uk forward slash conference and that'll give you all the information that we have. Watch out for that page as well because that will continually update with the updated speakers as we release them. And the even more fun thing is that each of the speakers will be joining me 
for our guest episodes. So there will not just be my episodes, but there will be episodes coming up with our guests coming soon. And I can't wait to share that with you. So once again, thank you as always for listening into today's episode. Go out and do wonderful things with the world. I think you have a great opportunity to share who you are as an awesome human being in the workplace by engaging in some hugely wonderful coaching and feedback conversations. Have fun, everyone. Have a great week. Oh, we're at, oh, by the time this lands, we'll be in um, British summertime. How exciting. I mean, technically still spring, of course, but the lights, the nights will be getting lighter. We'll have lots more daylight, which I am definitely a fan of, and I can't wait for that better weather. Who knows, you might feel the same. Uh, I look forward to you listening into next week's episode. Take care, everyone. Do great things. Bye-bye for now.